Build Your Tribe with this excellent tip from expert Lewis Howes on why it's so important to have live events online. Don't worry about coming on live because we're going to have a replay every time. Then people aren't going to be as excited to come on live. So you want to create some type of reason why they're going to come on live. Either you're going to give away some bonuses at the end for people on live. You're going to give away a special download checklist, a free audio, something to reward people for coming on live because that's where the magic is created. I am so excited for you to meet my new friend, Lewis Howes. I have to tell you, I've recorded this little blip where I kind of explain who somebody is and how I know them before I start my podcast at least 22 times because there's so much I want to tell you about him that I feel like I'm going to take up 30 minutes just telling you how how much I really like this guy. He's such a cool guy. He's so nice. He's so sweet. I believe I've got pretty strong radar for good people and he sent off all four alarms. He's just such a nice guy. Nice guy. But rather than me just telling you he's a nice guy, listen to this interview and check him out online. Go to his website. It's Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, Howes, H-O-W-E-S.com. Learn a little bit more about him yourself. Here's what I've learned about Lewis. He is a former professional football player, a two-time sport, all-American, world record-holding athlete. He's currently on the men's national team for Team Handball. He's been honored by just about anyone you can think of in terms of being influential in social media marketing. In fact, he was also awarded one of the 50 most influential people in blogging. He's considered one of the leading experts in webinars. He's got an amazing podcast. It's called The School of Greatness. I think he's like 30-something, maybe maybe just barely 30. He's like 6'4", tall, big strapping guy, but you can just look into his eyes and see that he's a teddy bear. He's a sweetheart. He's so nice. And he spent a lot of time with myself and my husband, um, came down and worked out with, with me and my friends here in my garage. Um, and just, you know, before we even start doing any work together, I always like to feel like I, I need to know someone before I introduce them to, to my tribe, to the people who trust me. And just an awesome guy. So before I take up 30 more minutes, just know that this is a very honest guy who has interviewed everybody you can think of, who has all kinds of accolades and everything that I just mentioned about him, I did not learn from him. He never brags. He's one of the most humble people I've ever spent time with. Everything I've learned from him, I've either read it online or heard it from somebody else. And I just think that's a sign of a really cool person. Because, you know, the people have to like lead with their resume and brag all over and numbers, 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 this person, that person. It's like, you know, really? Is, is that what you need to do to feel important? I don't know. But Lewis is not like that. He's a real deal. Here we go. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with host Shalene Johnson. Shalene promises this show will help you build your brand, serve your community, grow your email list, and learn from the experts or your money back. Everybody, I am so excited to have you meet and hear from my friend, Lewis Howes. Lewis, are you there? I am here. What's up? Um, not much. Happy to have this opportunity because not only are you going to help our listeners learn more about how it is you've been able to build this incredible tribe and and create this lifestyle that's just kind of amazing. Um, but we're going to talk about some things today that I know nothing about. It's going to be really easy for me to um, know what questions to ask because I have a million of them. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so if I can start, though, um, you know, I, I don't know exactly because we've never talked about it. How is it you 
made that transition from being a professional athlete to somebody who helps people build businesses online? Well, I didn't do it gracefully, if that's the answer you're looking for. And it wasn't really a, a seamless transition. It was a couple of years of um, really, I would say like minor depression. I was just kind of like down in the dumps. I wouldn't say I was depressed, like wanting to kill myself, but I was like, this sucks. Life is crappy. Uh, I have no clue what I want to do next. Uh, I was 24, uh, 23 or 24 at the time. I hadn't graduated college yet. I left early to try to go make the NFL. Didn't make the NFL. Then I played arena football, got injured. And uh, my dad had gotten into a, a near fatal accident the year prior and had a really bad brain injury from this car accident he was in. So this entire time, he was in a coma for a few months. We didn't know if he was going to make it. Then when he woke up, we had to, you know, we got to teach him how to write and talk and walk and, you know, go to the bathroom again. And so it was like I was going through this complete transition in my life where my dad basically wasn't really there for me as a father anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a college degree, so I wasn't sure how I was going to make money. And I didn't really understand how to make money on my own without getting a job. And then I lost my dream of playing football. So it wasn't, I was just kind of like, what do I do? And I was injured, so I couldn't work out, which is what I was used to doing all day long. So I had this big cast on my arm for six months and they took a bone out of my hip and put it in my wrist to uh, strengthen my wrist bone. And I remember just being like, okay, what do I do with my life now? And I'm, I have no clue. You said you lost your, you said you lost your, your dream to play football. Did it also feel like you had lost a part of your identity? I mean, that was, it was pretty much my entire life. And I know you, you can probably uh, relate to this with your, with your husband mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, his experience. As a child growing up, all I remember doing is watching sports on the couch with my dad and being like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And then him supporting that for 15 or 18 years, whatever it was, until I was in college. And then <clears throat> when it was over, it was like, oh, I didn't study in school. I have no other real skills that I think are, are valuable uh, to make money. So what do I do next? And, you know, gratefully and luckily I have an amazing family. My, my three older siblings are awesome and we're very supportive. My sister let me sleep on her couch for, the, for a year and a half while I was recovering from this surgery. So I couldn't, I couldn't really even get a job if I wanted to, like a physical labor job because I couldn't use – I had one arm. And it's like I didn't have a college degree. This was 2008 when the economy was pretty bad and people with degrees weren't getting jobs. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So what I did do is I had a lot of free time and I was on the couch with my laptop a lot. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of like connecting with friends on Facebook originally. And uh, a mentor of mine, I was reaching out to people that I thought could like give me some advice. And I reached out to three key mentors early on who I didn't know were going to be mentors, but I just was inspired by what they were up to in life. Mm -hmm. One of these mentors said, why don't you check out LinkedIn? And I've heard that some people are getting jobs through there and maybe you can find some opportunities. So I took it and ran with it. And I spent about six hours a day on LinkedIn for about a year, just trying to figure it out. And as I was figuring out, people were, I realized that people were really confused with it, but they, they understood that they needed to use it to grow their business. And they, all started to look at me as someone to help them figure it out. And through this, 
I started kind of coaching people one-on-one, doing profile makeovers. I started to do events all around the country, bringing people together to support them and facilitating business relationships and connections. I started, I wrote a book about it eventually because I was like, wow. okay, what can I do with this information so I don't have to teach it one by one? I'm going to, I'm going to step you backwards a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah. so you're, you, you go on LinkedIn cause you're like, I need to link up with some people and get myself a J-O-B yes. and you start like understanding it and figuring it out on a little deeper level. And then suddenly you realize, gosh, I'm kind of becoming an expert. Can you tell me, did you, that, that very first thing you put out there, what, did you have any of that self-doubt speak that people feel the first time they call themselves an expert? Yeah. I mean, you know, I was, I was, again, like I said, I was kind of just like hanging out on Facebook because Mm -hmm. I was one of the first probably, I don't know, a million people on Facebook from when it was just for college students. I don't know if you remember this, but it was, I remember my college getting access to Facebook. They didn't even allow all the colleges yet. They were like opening up 10 colleges at a time. And we were like waiting for our college to open up and have access with our email address, our our, uh, university email address. And so I was just kind of like hanging out there. And then as social media was blowing up around this time, 2007, 2008, 2009, people were like talking about how to use it for business and interact and gain customers. I was following what people were saying. I started reading blogs. I started to kind of like see what the influencers were doing. And when I started to put information out there about LinkedIn, I was terrified because I didn't have a college degree still. And I was like, who's going to believe me? I'm only 24. I, I don't have a college degree. I've never had a business. I've never, I've never, actually had a job that was more than three months. I was a truck driver before I was playing arena football in their off season. Mm-hmm. I was like a bouncer on like the weekends in college and that was like it. So I was like, who is gonna listen to me? And, and I'm a, a jock, you know, why would they? It was just like, but I, I really had nothing to lose at the same time. I was on my couch and I was like, I, there's nowhere else I can go but up. I was terrified and I was kind of like, I hope people don't figure out that I, you know, who I am or something. It was like scary. Oh my gosh. That's great. I love the honesty there because so many people I think wait because they feel like, well, there's somebody out there who knows more and there's somebody who's selling this academy and there's someone who's got more followers, more this, more that. So I don't dare call myself an expert. And I always like to remind people, you don't have to be the end all be all expert. Mm -hmm. You just have to be an expert at the way you do it. Exactly. And you only need a, a thousand people really to give you money and you're, you're making a good living. You know, you don't need a hundred thousand customers or, or sales. You get a thousand people to give you a thousand bucks. Like that's a pretty good living right there. True. Part of your story, you know, and what's so cool about it is your background as an athlete. And I think that's what makes everybody remember certain people is not like, oh, suddenly there's this marketer on the scene, but there's somebody who's taken their past and incorporated into a story that it just kind of all makes sense. Was there ever a time when you, I don't want to say denied, but you maybe didn't embrace the fact that you were a former athlete or that you thought it might diminish your credibility? You know, that's what gave me the credibility early on uh, when I was reaching out to people to connect with them on LinkedIn. I always led with, you know, I'm a a former professional athlete because I felt like it gave me credibility, especially when I was connecting with people in the sports industry. It's what got me in the door to connect with some of the most influential CEOs of sports companies that I was reaching out to early on. Um, And without that, I don't think I would have been able to relate to them and connect with them. So it's, it's part of who I am and why I deny who I am. I feel like everyone's got a story 
you know, kind of like what Bo Easton says, you really got to share your story and own it. You know, we were talking about Bo before this. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah. it's, it's one of my most powerful, uh, you know, stories to share is my experience. And when did you start building like, you know, a community of people that you were helping, as I like to call it, a tribe or people who become your lifers? When I was using LinkedIn, I started growing these LinkedIn groups. I was like, I was, I saw what LinkedIn was doing. And again, I was on there about six hours a day. So I felt like I was actually learning it. Wow. I had all the time in the world. I had nothing to do. I had no, I had nothing. So, and I was recovering, so I couldn't really work out. I was just sitting on a couch. Yeah. So I was like, I got to the point, I got kind of pretty cocky. I was like, I bet I know more about LinkedIn than the people that work at LinkedIn. And I bet I can teach people how to leverage it. Cause I was just like on it all day. And I was thinking about it differently than probably people are working. There. I was like, how can you leverage every aspect of LinkedIn? And so there were these groups that you could create on LinkedIn, kind of like Facebook groups. And I started creating them like left and right. And I was like, what do people really want to become a part of? Like they don't want to join the, you know, company name group or the Lewis house group, but what is it that they want to be a part of? Mm. And I started creating these, I created this group called the sports industry network. So it was like a group around the in industry and it's the largest sports group on LinkedIn. I think it's got 200,000 members today. And, um, I don't think there's a bigger network online of sports industry executives. So I started creating groups like that and these other like mm. niche related, uh, business networking groups started to like build these massive followings on these groups. And it was at that point where I was like, Oh, I can message all the members in the group. And what they really want is introductions and connections with other people in the city to grow their business. So that's when I started putting these events on, I found it as a way to make money and also continue to build my expertise. Wow. Do you have people who have just whatever it is you're learning next, be it Facebook or webinars, just you've got that type of relationship with them that they don't even question. It's like, well, Lewis, if that's what you're saying we need to do next, then that's what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, for like a year and a half, two years, I was just talking about LinkedIn. And then other people, once they started, once I started creating products and courses and services, boot camps, things like that around LinkedIn, people were like, well, can you teach me Facebook and can you teach me Twitter and this, you know, all these other things that they needed to learn to grow their business. Mm-hmm. A lot of it I knew because it's what I was using at the same time, but I was like, I'm not the expert at these. I'm like, I'm really good at LinkedIn, but I'm like, I'm pretty good at the other stuff, but it's not my forte. So I said, yeah, I can do it without saying it was going to be me or how. And what mm-hmm. I ended up doing was building relationships with the experts and publishing them, creating products around their content um, and then selling it to my audience who wanted the information. So in other words, you're the trust agent. You're saying, I'm going to vet the experts. I'm going to I'm going to make sure that who I'm bringing to my friends, my community, these people who I've served, that they they meet my minimum requirements, that they are the expert and that they are teaching me something before I introduce them to my audience. Exactly. So now tell me how it is you have built this empire online and have connected with so many different people. What do you think has been, other than LinkedIn, what has been the next greatest form of exposure or, or community building for you? Which platform? Well, I mean, the most powerful and explosive is definitely webinars in terms of I guess if we're putting a, if we're rating them and how we're in the context of how we're rating them in terms of generating the most sales over any other platform, I can outsell anyone and show them how to outsell 
uh, using webinars over any other platform that they think they can sell a lot on. So if you think like Instagram gets a lot of sales for you or Facebook or blog posts or YouTube or whatever it may be, I can show you how to leverage webinars. If you think face-to-face is going to be more powerful, I can show you how webinars is actually going to leverage your time, your energy, connect with your audience in a deeper way than any other way and generate more sales in any other type of marketing tool available today. You said the word um, deeper connection and better use of your time and energy. Address those three things, connection and time and energy. So obviously in order to generate a sale in my mind, or let's just say, you know, most people's minds, I would say in psychology, it's like, it's really when you can build trust with someone and connect mm-hmm. with them or their brand or their product or whatever it is, but you've got to be able to connect with them in order to uh, get them to buy. And it's hard to just send people to a website link and then expect for them to buy. Uh, you know, the, the, the conversion of a sales page from just sending someone to a page is probably like three to five percent mm-hmm. if, if you're pretty good, if you're really good. So with the conversion on face-to-face, one-on-one, maybe it's, you know, 50% of the time if it's a warm lead, maybe you can convert one of every two people to buy something, depending on the price point, you know, things like that, uh, and if they're really a warm lead. But with webinars, I've seen up to 40% in conversions. What? Now that's that's high, but kind of like the average would be around 20 to 30% based on a, a, a specific sweet spot in your price. Okay. Now, if your price is $20,000, and obviously you're only going to get, you know, it's going to be really hard to convert, but that'd be hard to convert one-on-one as well. So it depends on the price point. It depends on the audience. It depends on how much of a demand they want for the solution that you're offering. And But when you fit the right sweet spot for the right audience, you can convert 25, 30% on pretty much every webinar if you follow the formula that works. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to try to slow myself down because I have a bajillion questions. I, I've never done a webinar before. I mean, I've done webinars where I've been a guest of someone else's webinar. It's just purely educational. Primarily, my main um, best way for me to build, number one, leads is through doing a launch, you know, for a video launch or, of course, a freemium. And the only thing I've, the only way I've ever sold a ticket to one of my academies is either live from the stage or during a a short amount of time during which the card is open after a four video launch series. I've never used a webinar. So the Mm. first question I have to ask you is- I literally think I'm gonna change your life right now then. Really, really? I'm I'm not just saying this to like make it sound cool and like, you know, I literally, and we've talked about this before, but I literally think Mm -hmm. that if you've never done it on the webinar, like you're going to be so grateful once you start learning how to use this. Like I'm going to start shopping right now for a Christmas present for you. You're going to be so happy. You're going to be like, okay. you're going to be teaching this to everyone. You're Come like, on. I'm excited. You know, this stuff geeks me out. You're like, Lewis is program. I'm creating this. Like, this is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I invented be- this. <laughs> um, okay. So let me go back. So let's just say I have no list. I, you know, I, I've, I've got a little tiny following on Facebook. I've a, you know, few people on Twitter and other social media platforms, but I don't have a list. Lewis, how do I get people to actually watch my webinar? Well, you've, there's a couple of options. One, you can build a relationship with someone to promote your webinar okay. for you. So really create a win-win for the person. You know, you, this is going to take some time and mm-hmm. some connection and some relationship building and, and some adding some value to someone who's going to promote you. So one thing that I did early on as an example of building my list 
without having one was I was reaching out to, and this is something people could do today right now, is I was reaching out to LinkedIn group owners. Mm. So you could reach out to Facebook page owners, uh, group owners on Facebook, LinkedIn group owners, people that have an audience already that's a targeted audience for uh, a specific audience. So say mm -hmm. like you're a fitness uh, professional and you want to sell a product on how to lose uh, weight. And there might be a group called executive business owners, right? There could be, you got to figure out who your target audience would be. So maybe like business owners are out of shape because they're working all day long, or uh, maybe you're looking at some type of audience that you could tap into. And you want to reach out to that group owner and say, Hey, listen, I don't know if you're making money off your group, but I've got an awesome opportunity to add a lot of value to your audience and give them a free presentation. And at the end, I'm, I have a, this program that's done extremely well. What I'll do is I'll sell at the end and you'll get 50% commission. Mm. I'm just throwing out this out there as an sure, example. I'm great. I mean, that. that's gotta pretty get much the wheels the, turning. Yeah. So start the conversation, reach out to someone and ask them if they'd be interested in doing a, uh, a free webinar to their audience that you would host from there. That's one way to get some leads. Now to give an example, I did this with one group owner. I did this with lots of group owners, but one group owner I did this with, this is a really interesting story. I did it with him. We generated over 15,000 leads in a couple of days for this webinar. Within the first hour, 8,000 leads came in in the first hour for a webinar registration page that I was hosting. 15,000 total came in over like a few days and I didn't have to pay a dime for any of those leads and they were all targeted. They were all social media marketers and I was promoting a LinkedIn training. So it was the perfect audience for what I wanted to offer. And I was teaching social media marketers how to leverage LinkedIn to build their business and how to promote their, their business on LinkedIn. So that was my example. And we generated over like, I think it was like 30 or $40,000 in sales at the end of the training. I think we had a, a three or $400 program at the time. And the guy got, you know, a check for 15 or $20,000, whatever 50% was of that. And this is a guy that had a full-time job up in San Francisco that was working, you know, 60 hours a week, um, what didn't like his job, but he built this group and he, he hadn't made any money from it yet. I sent him a check that week for, for half of the half. And uh, so we got a check for like 10 grand. Mm -hmm. And I said, let's do this again next week. So we did it again for like a couple months, every couple of weeks. And he generated like close to $100,000 in a few months just from promoting a free webinar to his audience to a, on a topic that would support his audience in achieving their goals absolutely for free. And I blew them away with the free content. And then for those who wanted more could buy the advanced training. And uh, cool story is that guy actually quit his job six months later. All he does is some, he's still, all he does is send one message a week to his group and he's bringing in over $75,000 a month for one LinkedIn group. Again, for me, it was cool to be able to generate all these leads. I think he gave us about 30 something thousand leads over a few months. And I had, you know, a small list at the time. So I built my list where I could sell more to that audience. Wow. Yeah, I had Mari Smith on a previous episode and I asked her what the number one lead generating thing she's ever done um, in social media. And she's a Facebook expert and, you know, she really knows Facebook ads and and Twitter. And, and she says, bar none, the very best thing she's ever done and continues to do to this day is to do live webinars. Yes. It's, there's nothing better. Like, I mean, 
I don't know. There's something about it. I mean, so many of the people who are listening now are, are building their tribe. They don't have anything to offer or sell yet, but they know they will someday. They But they want to build their tribe. You can provide great content that's extremely valuable and you're there live, I'm assuming that's the case, and people can interact with you, yes? Yes. And use that, use webinars to actually build your list. Exactly. It's the best list builder. I mean, you can... There's lots of ways to build your list. You can pay to build your list with your Facebook ads or Google ads or media buys. You can uh, create content like YouTube or uh, build it through Facebook content. You can write blog posts. You can do guest articles, videos. There's lots of things you can do to create information for people to find. You can do SEO. But really, when you can just have someone send an email out and generate you know, 5,000 new leads in a day, why spend all this energy and time only on creating content to build a, you know, maybe a five to 10,000 person list in a year when you can do that in a day. Okay. So my next question is, I believe that people connect with me best when I'm on video because they can look into my eyes and they can see if I'm telling the truth. And I don't know, I just have, I've always loved video. Obviously it's um, what brought me to this space having done hundreds of exercise videos, but I, I just really like video to connect with people. Yeah. But the webinars I've watched, most of them, not all, but most all the webinars I can think of where I've actually bought something recently, it was um, not a live, although there's a couple I've seen where it's a live feed of the person, but in most cases, it's like slides and then them talking live. So what's what's the what's the norm? What What's the best formula? Yeah, you know, when people started doing webinars, when I started doing webinars five years ago, I guess it was now, the the technology wasn't really up to speed to have live video where it wasn't like blurry and fuzzy. So a lot of people were just doing slides and kind of making it seem like it was a movie. Like the more slides you had with, you know, captivating images and it was moving fast, not just like stuck on a bunch of bullets for 10 minutes of the slide. That's what really kept people interested, engaged. And, you know, some of them had video capability, but it was like small and it didn't look good. It was blurry or it was like a delay. So I never used it until recently, you know, there's some technology that's really caught up with these softwares where you can use video and it looks crystal clear HD. So it's, you know, win-win right now with the video, the slides, everything. It's got all the components of a live event without you having to go and get dressed up. Well, I'm really curious about this because I'm just going to put it out there. You don't even, you don't even know, Lewis, how much of a pain <laughs> in the butt it is to be a girl. I can only imagine. No, like, it's a pain in the butt. Like you got to blow dry imagine. the hair. You got to put it on the makeup, and it's a it's a full production just to just to speak for ten minutes. It's a whole thing. It's a full three day pre production. Okay, now come on, you're pushing it. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pain in the butt, and so you know, and especially as a, as a woman women like to look at women and we like to check each other out and go, what kind of earrings is she wearing? And is her hair just right? And did she wear that shirt before? So like, I think there's Why more is that, that? I don't know. Do I do the same thing and it's not, <laughs> is it I to judge or is it more like, I don't know. No, I think it's to get ideas. I don't know. Oh, I don't, gosh. I don't know, but that's what we do. So I have to say, I'm intrigued by the fact that I could use my live voice and interact with people and show them pictures and I could be sitting there as I am right now, which I told you before we started, I'm still in the same sweaty workout sweaty. clothes yes. that I worked out in like two hours ago and I really should have already taken a shower, but I haven't. But it'd be pretty cool to be able to do a live webinar without like all the you know pomp and circumstance. I want to find out, and I guess you're going to help me test this, if I can connect with people the same way if they're just hearing my voice and not seeing my face, like live. 
Well, you know, based on my results and the results of a lot of people that I've worked with who've done the same thing, they really don't ever show their face. Maybe for like a few moments in the beginning or the end, they'll say like, hi, hey guys, what's up? You know, here I am. But, um, you know, and for years, I never showed my face. I would post pictures and because uh, there, there was never a way to show it. Based on sales results, I guess people are able to still connect if that's what I'm basing the results on. Well, I mean, I connect with your voice. I was listening to your podcast before I ever met you in person. And I already felt like I, I, I felt, and I sent you a message, that I knew you and I trusted you and I really, really liked you just mm. from listening to your voice. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I think that the voice is really, you know, you don't really need much more of the voice. You can tell, like when I'm listening to you, I feel like so calm and like taken care of. It's like when I'm listening to you and I listen to your podcast, I feel like you're taking care of us. It's like an automatic uh, credibility because of that comfort. Mm. And so I think when people, you know, there's some webinars I'll listen to of some typical internet marketing uh, guys that I just feel like, man, I do not trust their voice mm -hmm. and how they're mm -hmm. saying it and what they're delivering. And mm, it's like, I feel very yeah. manipulated and I'm just like, ugh. So I'll, even if I saw them, I don't think that would help, you know? True. Right. Yeah. So you're totally right. I've done the same thing. Okay. Next question about webinars. Do I need special software? Am I doing this on YouTube? Am I doing this as a Google Hangout? Am I doing it on GoToWebinar or WebJam? I've seen all these different places where I've logged in to watch webinars. What's the best in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, the best is what works best for you, really. But for me, it's GoToWebinar and GoToWebinar.com. They've got, you know, different plans. You can start smaller with a bigger plan there. I think like a hundred people at a time on a webinar. I, I think the the smallest plan is like you can try it for free for thirty days, free trial. And then I think it's like a hundred bucks a month for like the smallest plan, up to like five hundred a month for a thousand people on live. And you can do unlimited. So okay, you got to go back for for me. So if I want to have a hundred people on a webinar, and and if one hundred two logs in, they're going to get kicked off because I can only I only have space for a hundred. Yep. And how many? And let's just say I buy that you know base level. Do you happen to know? And I know I'm putting uh -huh. you on the spot, but do you happen to know? It if it automatically well, upgrades or no? Yeah. Could you, number one, could you automatically upgrade? And number two is, um, can I have as many webinars as I want per month? Yeah, you can have unlimited. Yeah, unlimited. So here's here's the thing that I like about. You know, there's moments where I'm like, oh, why do they have a cap? And I wish it could be like 10,000, mm -hmm. right? Um, but at the same point, like if anyone could get on and there's no urgency for people to get on early and right. stay on, then you know, they can kind of just hop on and hop off at any time. And is it that, you know, are they that important if, you know, I don't know. So I kind of like the idea that like there's a cap of a thousand even though sometimes I'm like, oh, I really wish I could have 2,000 online right now because this many people registered. But again, it creates that like, if you're doing them over and over to your audience, it creates that sense of urgency. It creates that excitement mm. to get on. It creates that oh, commitment yeah. and that connection. And um, if, if you're not on, you're going to miss out. The live experience is like what makes it fun. Glad you said that. When we're talking about efficiency, I love systems. I love it when I don't have to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. If you have a webinar and let's say it's it's dynamite, you just close 40%, which is an unheard of rate, and you you were like perfect, perfectly on, the questions were on point, you know, you were succinct and it was perfection. Can I just replay that webinar? And what's the downfall of it, I should say? 
yeah, you can replay it. There's there's a couple of different ways to go about it, and I've tried a lot of them, and I and it's, I'm constantly evolving and, and mixing it up. But what I like to do is like a live encore replay. So kind of like if you missed it, okay. here's the next time. Like I'll put it up. I'll put it up for a five hour window or twenty four hour window, um, or it'll be up for just the same amount of time and here's the time it's going to go up. So there's some different things because if you train your audience that, you know, don't feel, don't worry about coming on live because we're going to have a replay every time, then people aren't going to be as excited to come on live. So you want to create some type of reason why they're going to come on live. Either you're going to give away some bonuses at the end for people on live. You're going to give away a, a special download checklist, a free audio, something to reward people for coming on live because that's where the magic is created. This is too good. I know you're on a tight time frame. What would I have to do to persuade you to give me 30 more minutes? I could talk about this stuff all day. Okay, this is awesome. Okay, <laughs> so we have to create a part two of this interview and, and I'm just gonna say it's for purely um, selfish reasons because I am so digging this. So let's leave people with a cliffhanger because I wanna solve a problem which I've been dying to solve for my sister, uh, my best friends, uh, my mom, and so many of the people who I coach who are in multi-level marketing organizations and they're distributors or coaches and they represent someone else's product and ultimately they spend so much time online going back and forth, having interactions with people, building these relationships over the course of sometimes weeks, sometimes months to try to build up to this place where the person finally trusts them, likes them and says, okay, I want to join your team. And I'm hoping that you'll be able to help us understand how you could do this. And maybe you can't, but you'll answer that question for us in part two of this amazing interview with Lewis House. So ladies and gentlemen, there's your cliffhanger. (laughs) Make sure you download immediately part two for the answer. Amazing information. I am learning so much cool stuff about webinars and I can't wait for you to download episode number two because there's so many specifics in it. He's going to give us um, exactly how to promote a webinar, how long they should be, how to use all the other social media platforms and when to use them and, and how to structure your actual webinar and how many slides you need and, and, and how to get people excited and to use them to build your list in this next episode. So I, I'm going to just tell you, please download it now. Too much great information not to do that. And for my show notes, of course, as always, please go to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. Oh, and please don't forget to subscribe to my other show, The Shaleen Show. It's for everybody. It's life coaching, it's exercise, it's motivation, it's inspiration, it's helping you find balance and organization in your life. And if you haven't already subscribed to that one, please do me the favor of joining me on that show as well. And I keep it PG so your kids can listen too. All right, guys. Love you. See you on episode number two.